we are in the midst of a global shift and have been for the past few years. Millennials and Gen Z consumers care more about where their products come from and how they are produced with an emphasis on global sustainability. More and more investors are putting their capital where it aligns with their social objectives, and this is changing the game as we speak. Let's go to the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Shane Simmons here, and we have another episode of the ROI Podcast presented by the Indiana University Kelly School of Business here on the IUPUI campus on a beautiful spring day here in downtown Indianapolis. Of course, I've got my partner, Phil Powell, the Associate Dean of Academic Programs, here with me today. And Phil, how you doing? Shane, doing wonderful. It's great to see business blossoming here in central Indiana. Business blossoming, the flowers, the trees, everything. We're finally getting out of the gray winter days. We're looking for bright time ahead and hopefully more profits for more businesses, right? Correct. Well, let's talk about something, Phil, that I think a lot of times people kind of wave it off and don't think about getting great returns off of this, but that's actually going to be contrary to what we're going to show you today. But we're talking about social impact investing. And Phil, I, I know when this topic was discussed previously, it wasn't as attractive as it is today, right? That's right, Shane. In fact, there are some skeptics out there, some traditionalists who hear the term social impact investing and they roll their eyes. Those skeptics say that social impact investing is simply charity in disguise and that you're using a for-profit company to do something else besides make money, and that costs the stockholders value. However, there's been a lot of thought that runs in the opposite direction, and this is where our guest Jay Gachet comes in. Jay, a former executive at United Way, is an expert in social impact investing, which is the act of investing in companies that are both profitable, but whose business plan also has a positive social impact. And I think in a traditional view of capitalism, I think you could definitely say that's the case. I think when you take your eye off the ball, when you get off your hedgehog idea, I think you you can say that that uh, would dilute revenue and profitability. But I think what you're seeing is in missional companies, companies that are created to solve problems uh, that are you know, social in mind, whether it's around education, whether it's around healthcare. I think when a company is missional, the social impact is embedded in it. And I think what research is finding is that companies that are doing this social good retain their employees more. They actually uh, are able to maintain or improve profits. And if you look at companies that are over 100 years old, and you do a study of those, you'll see that successful companies are those that bring in the community uh, and help as a part of community solving community issues and don't just use the community for profits. Now, some people may have some preconceived notions in their head of what social impact investing is, and they may mistake it for charity, but that's just not the case. Let's listen to Jay break down this misconception. You know, if you if you look at charity, it's basically high social impact, but it's a negative 100% return on in, in return on investment. 
And so, you know, charity is outstanding. I believe philanthropy uh, plays a huge role in our society, obviously. If you look at social impact, it's really changing measurable outcomes in our community for the better. But when you look at social impact investing, yes, it's changing the social impact outcomes, but it's also returning a, it could be a 4%, it could be a market rate of return on the financial side. And so social impact investing, if you look at uh, many reports and and, uh, research that has come out, they are showing that social impact funds, like Colorado Impact Fund, for example, are actually achieving market rates of return. So what has happened over the past two decades? Why are we seeing this shift to social impact investing? Why all of a sudden is this getting more attention? And Phil, it sounds like too, I mean, these two were previously thought of as mutually exclusive, social impact investing, making profits for the for the business. But we're finding out here from Jay, that's just not the case. They're complements instead of substitutes. I think the traditional view 20 years ago is if I want to make money, I do things like venture capital and private equity. But if I want to do good, I give to United Way. And those two do not cross. But we all learn through experience. We, we learn by seeing success in those that are trendsetters, those that are on that edge of learning. And I think we've learned that you can do both and that uh, social impact investing can return a market rate of return. But society is also changing. Values have shifted, especially with the generations like the millennials and Gen Z we spoke about a little bit earlier, right? That's true, Shane. And there are companies out there who are making social responsibility the backbone of everything they do. Rather than looking at profits, they're looking at impact on people and their community. And ironically, by not focusing on money, they actually make money. And Jay talks about some of the organizations he's seen in this regard. You know, I think Eli Lilly, although they would never say they're a social impact company, I think by the way they operate and the way they work within the community, you know, at United Way, uh, we work strategically with them on early childhood and, and was able to advance early childhood in our state. And so that was a tremendous thing. But, you know, I think about all the good that they do in our community and what their stock does as well through Lilly Endowment also. And so that's an extension of the founders as well. But if I were to look at some companies that maybe aren't as well known, um, you know, I would, I would probably look to like Endova. Uh, they're out of Chicago. Uh, Endova is a startup company. They're funded by another uh, social impact fund called the Impact Engine in Chicago. And they are uh, one of their investments, and they do um, uh, education for prisoners. Uh, and it's on a tablet. Uh, and the goal is to help recidivism be reduced so that when they exit out of prison, they can do that. Another one that I find very interesting is an app that is um, on your phone that is for food stamps. Or today it's called EBT, and the app I think is called EBT Fresh. And what it allows is it shows uh, food stamp recipients where they can use it. It shows them how much is on their card uh, uh, because uh, 
you might only be able to achieve or learn about your balance by calling an 800 number. And so those are great products that are raising capital to expand. They don't want grants. They're actually issuing uh, equity uh, because they know capitalism is the way to sustain and to um, scale rapidly. So if you're a manager out there and you're wanting to make sure your company's social and environmental values align with market notions of social responsibility, you're probably asking, what can I do? How can I play a part? How can I move my strategy to be more aligned with social impact? Jay answers those questions here. I would caution a young manager to try to move an organization to a social enterprise status. Because the social enterprise, the heart of it really has to come from the top and come from the founders or the owners of the organization, I would encourage a young manager to think more in terms of corporate social responsibility because I think you can do corporate social responsibility and come at it more from retaining employees, uh, come at it from brand lift of an organization. And I think organizations that maybe aren't missionally focused on social impact can, can look at CSR and say, yes, it is, it is helpful if our employees do volunteer work in the community. It is helpful if we run a United Way campaign. It is helpful if we do these things good in the community because the value back to the company is measured through employee engagement, satisfaction, and brand lift. Um, rather than try to come at it from a social impact side, I'd probably come at it more of a CSR side unless you can convince the owners otherwise. But typically, I would think it would be hard to shift the missional focus of an organization. You know, Shane, like all great ideas, the application of them evolves over time. What we are seeing now is something fundamental, a convergence between profit and a sense of social mission or social impact. In the past, in many ways, our business models and our charity models made those mutually exclusive, as you've said. But innovation and newness of thought and change in social values now makes those one and the same. And the good news is, the more those converge, the more good we have for everyone. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the ROI podcast. We want to thank Jay Gachet for volunteering his time and just teaching us a lot about this topic and a lot that you can take from this episode and ensure that you're implementing it in your company and your organization so that you are not only helping the company but helping all around you and again it's a win-win situation why wouldn't you want to take advantage of that and help everybody involved and be sure to check out the ROI podcast on the Apple Store leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. We would love to hear from everybody there. Otherwise, we'll talk to you here next week on another episode of the ROI Podcast. See you, everybody.